Hey guys, I am back. <laughs> and it's Mystery Rose. And of course, you know, this is Mystery Rose Vince. And I just want to say that it is still Autism Awareness Month. And I just want to do a little check-in, you know. I don't know if you guys have done anything to support the community for this month. Or what is your experience with Autism Awareness Month? And how have you celebrated the month? What have you done <laughs> to light it up blue? So I just want to check in with you guys and just talk a little bit. Of course, you know, I'm going to get into my Mystery Rose Venson. And I'm going to discuss how I feel about this month and what my experience is. So if you guys want to just listen to me, then, you know, stick with it and you'll hear how I have celebrated the month and what this month means to me. Let's get into it. It's Mystery Rose Vince. Hey guys, so I am back. And I just want to say that a lot of you guys, you guys follow me, you know my story, and you know why autism is a very important topic, and why it's near and dear to my heart, and why I celebrate autism more in this um, month, as well as why I also celebrated Autism Awareness Day, which I did an episode. If you haven't listened, go check it out. So, as I said, I was just doing a check-in. I always let you guys know I do not dictate what anyone should do. I do not dictate what something is. I am only here to share experiences and give my opinion about a topic or about how I feel and I share my personal experience and I also would invite someone else to share their experience. Now since the pandemic I have been just doing this straight just myself because it is hard to get um, other people right now to do this podcast where, um, you know, I have to have contact or anything like that. I do also let you guys know that you guys can leave me messages because I will visit these topics again and I will use your replies or your messages in a future episode if you say it's okay. Now, when I first started the podcast, I did have people that shared different things with me and I would included in the episode and that was people that I spoke with had contact but um at this time I'm not able to do that for the simple fact that I'm considered in the high-risk community and during the last couple months I've had some issues with my own um health condition which is I have epilepsy and I've had a couple grandma seizures I had a couple setbacks where it was just best for me to just (laughs) do the solo which it was very refreshing for myself and also therapeutic for me to just 
vents, just do my mystery rose vents, just talk and get everything out. Now, I also have a young adult that has autism and it's important for me to pay a lot of attention to him for the simple fact that at this time he cannot participate in a lot of social activities and also um, different things that was a part of his daily life due to setbacks from the pandemic and restrictions. So that's what it's all about. Now, that's why this month is very important to me because of my young adult son. It's just near and dear to my heart. Like I said, I was checking in with you guys and I just want to talk. Just want to just discuss what I have done for the community this month. What I have done is I have tried to share um, my experience with autism as much as I can with others that have reached out to me, whether through social media or different um, avenues. And I talk to them about my experience. I also um, spoke with a couple people that I connected with on um, social media that did explain to me that they also have family members or have came across different people with autism. And initially they were not um, aware of everything that comes with it. And just from hearing different people's experience and also from hearing my um, stories and me sharing different things, they became more aware of what's going on. Now, I am not here to state facts. Like I said, I'm here to share experiences and say my opinions. Now, a good place to go and find different facts that you may want to um, learn about is go to Autism Speaks. Go to Autism Speaks. You know, they're on social media. Or you can Google it and you will find the website. And it's a lot of helpful information. And, you know, you can donate to them because they support and donate to a lot of causes. And they will direct you to where you can go locally in your community to help out, you know, and that's what you can do. As for me, I said I, you know, share opinions, share experiences with various people. I also participate in different things where I am lending my um, helping hands to the community. Now, I dedicated my educational journey to the um, community as well. You know, later on, I will share more about that. But I have done my part to help in all types of ways. And also, um, dealing with my son, I've also helped out in various ways for the young adults as for activities and making sure there are different things available. Now... Since the pandemic has been hard for some people, there are, you know, people that live in various states that have different resources and they're able to do more. And then there's people that live in some states that are not able to do a lot more, you know, for their child, teenager, young adult, even adult um, sibling or whatever, you know, to help them out. 
we're dealing with the pandemic and being restricted from social activities and just also a lot of people in the community that might have did um, supportive employment also were not able to do that anymore. So there were a lot of obstacles that were put in place because of the pandemic. And a lot of people dealt with, you know, setbacks. So like I said, I just want to talk a little bit and I'm going to share some great things that also came out of, you know, being kind of restricted and just discovering new ways to um, help out someone that does have autism that also deals with anxiety, you know, also deal with a lot of, you know, various things that come with it. Social anxiety is a, you know, a big issue and also having sensory overloads at some point. So I'm just gonna, not gonna get into the medical aspect of it. Like I said, I'm only gonna keep it strictly with talking about experiences and giving my opinions. So I am going to take a little break again and I will be back. Okay, guys, well, I'm back and I just want to pick up a little bit where I left off. So I mentioned social anxiety and also having setbacks due to the restrictions and the pandemic and just not being able to connect with others and just the discoveries that I made. (laughs) You know, I am one of those people that like to turn um, a negative into a positive. And I'm also a person that likes to just (laughs) find a good you know, find a good in everything. I like to look at the bright side of things. You know, I guess I'm kind of optimistic, but I also try to be aware that, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I do keep a little bit of pessimistic um, qualities there as well. I try to look at both sides and weigh the options, but I always try to come out with something a benefit out of every situation so now with this situation with the pandemic like I said I made a lot of discoveries me and my son spent a lot of time together and like I said previously in other podcasts I really knew what restriction was when this pandemic hit because our life as anyone knows that has a child young adult adult whether um child or sibling you know you know that your life is a little bit different at times or you go the extra mile with certain things to accommodate you know the individual with autism so as for me (laughs) the pandemic just gave us a sense of rediscovery like my son He is high function, as I stated before, but that's what he's um, quote unquote labeled as. But to me, he's more moderate. He's not low functioning and I don't believe he's high on the spectrum. To me, he's moderate 
as for with language. He has good receptive language, good receptive language, but his expressive language is just, you know, not optimal where it should be, but he's able to communicate and get the point across. Now, as for um, doing things, he's very great at doing things and he is able to follow directions and if you miss a step he will let you know so during the pandemic it was kind of hard initially you know I thought it was just gonna be a month two three you know everyone went through this with you know their kids their friends whatever you thought it was just gonna be a couple of weeks then months and then it turned into a full-on year And your life basically was upside down and it just gave everyone a sense of rediscovery. Now, as for me, my son had kind of aged out of his transitional high school program and he was already at home and we were going through the process of finding what was right for him, trying to match him with either supportive employment, whether supportive um, vocational learning or just a supportive college experience. Now, everything is a process, so I went through meeting with different professionals and um, a case management agency that deals with young adults with disabilities, and we were trying to find the right match and the right fit that benefits him. You know, that's the main thing, what benefits him. And he did some supportive employment at two different locations, He also, like I stated before, he was a part of a social group where they met and just enjoyed doing different things. So the pandemic, a lot of that was cut off. Now, um, he was in the process of going to a third location to see if he um, was a good fit. And then a final decision will be made on what his future would look like you know, for a while. And during the process of finishing the second location and was getting ready to um, go to the third, the pandemic hit. So he was not able to go to that third location. He was not able to be assigned anywhere. And then um, the connection that I had at that agency, the um, caseworker, she got moved to another position and it was just basically upside down. He basically got just lost, lost in transition. And then the pandemic hit so that everything was put on hold with that. So I understood that. Then the social group, that had to be cut off because, you know, it was not optimal for them to meet in person. They moved to an online forum. But as I said before, my son is moderately moderately on the scale you know on the spectrum so as for like receptive he understands everything but as for like um expressive going on the computer whether zoom meeting or whatever and talking to everyone that was in the group he was not trying to do that he was not trying to participate in that that's not what he wanted to do he was used to being in person doing different activities So that created a problem. You know, it brought back things (laughs) that we kind of left behind in the younger years. It brought that back. And I understood that. You have to be understanding. You have to understand how it feels. Because as for me, I know how it felt for me to be cut off 
from certain regular activities that I was doing. And even though, like I said, I have epilepsy, so I kind of understand how he feels in a little way because I developed that later on and I had certain restrictions, but I was still able to move around and do different things. But now I was fully restricted due to health conditions and not being able to do certain things. So I was kind of in the same boat as him, but I'm able to like pick up the phone and talk to friends and video chat and do different things. And he was not trying to connect, like I said, with the Zoom meetings. Now, as for like video chatting, he might have did that a couple times with family members. And he really, really, like I said, discovered we're really communicating with family. That he was really, 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 um, how should I say? He took a He took a positive outlook on that. That was something that he really embraced. He, I gave him some family members that he hadn't spoken with in years. I was able to talk with them and put the numbers in his phone and he was able to call them. They all picked up whenever he called. So that was a new fun excitement for him that he was able to connect with people he hadn't seen in years. And they were happy to also get the call from him because some were older family members and some were just people, you know, in the family that just was happy to hear from him. So that was a discovery because he worked his phone. He was able to do all of that and communicate um, with them whenever he wanted to. Not like I call and then he gets to talk like what was happening prior. So now this was something he did on his own. The only thing that I had to curb was he was calling people at one and two in the morning. And I had to like put a pause on that like, oh, hold up. You can't do that. I know at first people were like, okay, it's okay, it's okay, he can call. But then you're like waking people up that got to go to work the next day because not everyone was fully restricted. Some people had jobs where they still had to go out. So I had to let him understand, you know, how to respect the time and let him know like even though you're up and you might not have nothing to do the next day, this is what they have to do. And even though they're saying they're going somewhere, it's because they have to. We're restricted due to our health conditions and the things that you normally do. They're not open. We can't do that. So, like I said, he discovered to really like communicate and force him to really try to have like a conversation because his conversational skills, I will admit, is not great over the phone. That was something where he would call and just hang up on you. And he'll say, hello, how you doing? And just hang up. Not really communicate too much. So like I said, that was something that I aided him with. And it developed um, a lot. But he, he was the key. He did that on his own by when he started just working his phone and calling people and expressing to them what he was doing what he was watching on TV, what he did for the day, what he did on his computer, where he um, went if, like, we had to quickly go to the grocery store, we went for a walk. He was able to, like, communicate and tell people what was going on with him. And then he was able to ask them how they were doing and just really, really, really get better with conversational skills. So that was something, like I said, it kind of helped with conversational skills, like, over the phone because I really didn't, I noticed, but I'm saying I really became more aware that that was lacking. In person, the conversational skills needed to improve, and it did a lot. 
but over the phone was lacking. It was not great, you know, and sometimes when you call and hang up on someone, they might think like it's an emergency and you kind of alarm them. So that was something that needs to improve. And it did. I will say I'm very proud of him that that was something that was discovered and that was something that was worked on initially with me. But he did it. He did it. And I thank all the family members that answered his calls and that gave him that conversation he needed. So I'm going to take another break and I'm going to get into another area that was a um, improvement and another area that was a discovery. So like I said, it's all positive here. Take another break and I'll be back. Hey guys, I am back. So let's get right into it again. So let's talk about another area that improved a lot. I'm going to stick with conversational skills. Now, I always conversated with my son. That's one of the main things that I did. I always talked to him. I tried to always talk to him. Um, I might have discussed this before. I'm not sure in what episode, but initially, like I said, when I had my son, I was told he would never talk. He was using pecs and his outlook was that he wouldn't really have um, verbalization He wouldn't really express vocally to me anything and he might, you know, have to learn sign. And like I said, initially we did um, do basic signing and that was looking like um, that was the area that things would go in the future. But like I said, he surprised everyone and he started communicating verbally and he improved a lot. You know, he really, really fought for himself to show that he can do everything that, you know, he was told he couldn't. So like I said, we did um, communicate with each other and he does have another brother. He has a younger brother that's only like four years younger than he is. And he did communicate with him as well. But during this time that we've spent so much time together, I didn't realize that our conversations were not as meaningful and as great as they could be. And I didn't really realize how much was lacking. And I will admit there were areas that was definitely lacking. And that improved tremendously. Like, I mean, it improved a lot. His communication with his brother got great. It got like 110% better. Our communication got like 150% better. And I will say this because from they were younger, even when other people didn't think that, um, he was saying anything or he could communicate. I always felt like he was trying to talk, you know, even though they felt like he wasn't, he was making like little vocal sounds that I know he was trying to say something. And I kind of understood even though they weren't exact words and people were like, no, he's not, he's not doing that. But I could see, you could see that twinkle in the eye, like he was being receptive of what I was saying. Now, when his brother came along, um, when he was four, he was like very happy to have a brother. And as time went on and his brother started talking and he talked (laughs) 
early and he was very, very vocal, very vocal and just advanced. And you could see he was trying to like um, catch up with him. And I believe that helped a lot. And even though everyone was looking at him like he wasn't communicating, his brother always talked to him. He talked to him no matter what. They would be up at night. <laughs> like I was a young mother. I said this before I was a teen mom and then I had my other son at like 21. So I was very young and there'll be days I was trying to like do my schoolwork and I could hear that they're up and I would get kind of upset like, what are you guys still doing up? But they used to be up and communicating, you know what I'm saying? He would really understand him and they would watch shows together and the younger, um, my younger son, he would talk to him about it and he was really like taking it in. You could see he was taking it in. So like I said, their conversations was always great. That's why I said it's 110% better because they had a connection that was there from my son was born, the younger one, and he was four. They had that connection. They were always communicating with each other. When um, my younger son started babbling, <laughs> you know, my son would, you know, be playing and t- saying stuff back to him, you know, like copying, if you want to say it was ecolalia, whatever, he was copying him, but it basically was him trying to like copy initially. And then after a while, you could see he kind of realized like this has some meaning to it. He took it in and he started, you know, really understanding. And that was another thing. Initially, People were like, oh, no, he's just, like, repeating, repeating like a, like a, what a parrot does. He's not really communicating. And I'm like, no, he's he is communicating because it had meaning to it. And like I said, I was kind of getting the pushback with that. And like I said, he proved them wrong because he really started communicating. And it had meaning. It had purpose. And he really, really, like I said, he's been fighting for himself. And I am so proud of him. But as for... Our conversations, like I said, it got 150% better because I realized that I was more of that person that was kind of like, this is what you need. This is what you want. What do you want? What do you need? This and that. Our conversations at times were meaningful, but we weren't really having meaningful conversations. And what I found out is my son loves like older movies and he likes to watch a lot of shows that I like to watch I like to watch certain shows that people wouldn't think I like to watch and he does too so from us spending so much time together I started realizing what he was watching and I realized he watched a lot of things that I never even really watched with him these were things that I used to watch by myself like when they were asleep as you know um younger kids and I would be up, that's my time to study, to watch and listen to music, to have that time to myself. (laughs) And as he got older, I noticed he was watching certain shows and we started during the pandemic watching them together and I would talk about it with him. And sometimes he would just, he started coming in um, my room and asking like, do you want to watch this with me or I want to watch this with you um, today? And we started like talking a lot more and laughing and just joking about certain things. So like I said, our conversation really improved. And then when he kind of got irritated with me and upset as to why I can't go to the meetup, the meetups were, you know, the social groups that he did with his friends. 
um, from the group and why he can't go to the work site or why he can't go to the agency that was, you know, placing him in different places. And then as for the college experience, it was supposed to happen at a certain time. And that time came during the pandemic. So when that didn't happen, he was very angry with me. He thought it was something I was trying to prevent him from doing. So I tried to let him understand. And then when he didn't, I tried to show him videos of what was going on. I let him see because he can read very well. That's another thing. His expressive language may not be up to par where it should be or where people say that it should be or expect it to be, but he can read a lot. And another thing, I know I'm going back and forth, what improved, I just have to say this, his reading skills improved a lot during the pandemic as well because we read more together and he read more on his own. He is rapidly learning new words as a young adult. I know they said at a certain age, that's it. Nothing more will come in. That's not true because for him, I'm saying in my opinion, in my experience with my son, that's not true because he has learned a lot more new words, very complex words, and he knows the meaning of the words and he is receptive and he's eager to learn more. So like I said, his reading skills improved a lot. Now back to our communication, that improved a lot we're able to just have fun and every and everything. But one thing that I did notice with him is understanding humor, understanding why people are laughing at times kind of is not fully understood by him. And that's something that I have to work on cuz I notice when we're talking and we're laughing, he'll laugh, he'll enjoy stuff. But during the pandemic, like spending time with just me and his brother, and then when we go visit my mom, his grandmother, and we're like joking because now everyone's spending so much time together. We're cracking jokes and doing, you know, laughter or just, you know, having just a humorous situation. He gets irritated. And a lot of times he'll say, stop laughing. This is the, and he's getting kind of upset. And at first I never really understood where that was coming from. And then I kind of understood at times he really just wanted to be by himself. So I communicated with him like if we're here or you're wherever, you can go in your room, close the door. You know, you can listen to um, music to tune everything else, some soft music. I also have a relaxation sound machine thing that he can use. He can turn on and just, you know, help with his sensory overload. During that time, I realized that sensory overload came back so that was something new that I had to help him with it was a new skill he developed to just take a break go and do what he needed to do whether listening to music soft soothing music to tune everything out or listening to the sounds the ocean sounds and just kind of calm himself down and also his brother had bought him like one of those um what do you want to call it like the water um, fountain, the water spa, waterfall things that you kind of watch and, you know, it help you to serenity um, fountains that you, and, you know, has the water running through and it might make a soft, soothing sound. He has one of those. So when he feels like it, he can have the option of putting that on, listening to the sound or listening to music or doing something on his own or just 
closing the door and having his quiet time, he learned to just take that break for himself because he was getting that sensory overload. And that was something that happened when he was really young, where he was having a lot of sensory overload. He would have to like put on the headphones. He would cover his ears initially. And then when, um, before he was fully diagnosed with autism as like maybe two or three, he would cover his ears. And um, back then, autism was still kind of being fully researched and understood. And then later on, they learned um, now a lot of kids, they, you know, they have the air, the sensory earmuffs, you know, the headphones or whatever. But he was covering his ears and eventually, you know, we learned that that's what that was. So that kind of came back. And I understood and I understand that that happened. So I helped him to learn to deal with it. And like I said, he was able to do that on his own, to take himself, take himself out of a situation that was uncomfortable and make himself um, feel better and, you know, just stop that sensory overload, just desensitize, (laughs) if you want to call it that. So like I said, that was something new and... It was a new thing that he learned to do for himself. And then, like I said, our conversations got a lot better. And I would just say our relationship. I feel like our family dynamic, the brother, you know, brother and brother relationship, sibling relationship improved a lot. The mother-son relationship, that improved a lot. His relationship with his grandmother that improved a lot. So his family dynamic, family relationships, that improved. You don't really notice that anything needed improvement until you're faced with a situation and you really see like how you are coming out of this pandemic, what new happened. And like I said, I believe that all the relationships improved a lot during the pandemic. And I will say, you know what I'm saying? I really learned a lot. I just realized how much I learned that I don't even think I could fit it into this episode. But I will say that we turned the situation into a positive. And I know now that there are certain areas that I need to work on. And I see certain areas that I need to help him with for him to have more, you know, um, a a better quality of life. That will help him and just let him be happy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about that. It's all about everyone's happiness. And I will say he fought for himself and he expressed himself to express that at times he was not happy with, you know, dealing with the pandemic. But then we were able to see what are the things that needs to be done or need to be acquired so that he can be happy. And I'm going to take another break. I'm going to come back and wrap it up. So let's take that break. All right, guys, I am back from my break. And I just want to say I'm going to wrap it up, but I'm going to do a close. I will say that the pandemic was very hard. And for Autism Awareness Month, I just want to say that I feel for everyone that has had a hard time during this um, shutdown and restrictions 
And as things are opening back up, we are starting to move around a little and starting to get out a little, but we are still restricted in some type of way. And it is still hard for a lot of people, whether we're young children, teenagers, young adults, adults, and also older adults with autism. But I will say that the experience was also a learning experience. It gave everyone an opportunity to discover new things that either is an area they want to move forward in or just an area that they didn't even know they were lacking in. And it also gave people a perspective on the direction that they wanted their life to go in the future when we do get out of this or if you know anything happens again what we needed to do so getting back to myself I will say that the situation was very difficult for all of us in the family and for my son I commend him because it, it was harder for him Because I had an outlet, like, picking up the phone, talking to friends. My other son, he does gaming. You know, he video chats with his friends and stuff like that. My um, um, older son with autism was very hard for him. And I commend him that he fought. And, you know, he tried to make himself happy during this time. But I will say that I learned a lot. I learned a lot. There were a lot of improvements. And I see areas that I need to fight for him on, areas that I need to help him with, because it made me think of when I'm not around, you know, what if something just instantly happens to me? Because we always worry about when we get older and then, you know, we can't do that much for them. But what if something just happens before you get older? You know, you got to prepare them to be able to fight for themselves and be able to do a lot more or just put in place things that resources that are going to be there to help you know you need to reach out and just have things in place and it also showed me that the options that I had for his future I need to reevaluate that I need to really look at that because I know during the pandemic there were some people that were in like group homes, residentials, or whatever, and some people had to bring their young adult, their teenagers back home, you know, and they were at home, and then it was like, what now? What do we do now that you're home? And it made people really just reevaluate the situation. Now, as for me, it made me reevaluate the resources that I was seeking out and the agencies that I was working with and the options that they were telling me were out there for him and that are going to build his future. I realized that, no, I need to look for even more options and I need to look for more realistic options because look how much it was shut down and everything. I know that happened for everyone, but it was like, to me, It kind of seemed like they were very lost in transition. I know I used that term before, but it seemed like they were kind of forgotten. That's how I feel, in my opinion, in my experience. I feel like my son was kind of forgotten about. I feel like he was kind of pushed to the side. You know, at, at one point, I was reaching out, I was calling, and I know everyone had to, you know, stop working, but I feel like 
the agency kind of just shut off and no one really checked on us. No one really checked to see if everything was okay. No one really checked to see what is the option there for him. You know, what was set up for them to do? What is set up for the person that doesn't really want to be on Zoom? What is set up for the person that doesn't really communicate the expressive language is not there, you know, like everyone else. So they're not going to be on Zoom to just chatter or, you know, do different things online. What is really there? And what really needs to improve? The computer skills need to be worked on. So it just it just showed me a lot. And like I said, I am thankful that I learned from the experience. I am thankful that we tried to have a positive outlook. I'm thankful that when we hit a roadblock, we worked around it and we tried to make our situation work. And I am thankful. And I just want to say that I wish everyone the best. (laughs) And like I said, Autism Awareness Month has meant a lot to me this year. It always means a lot to me, but I am more aware. I am more aware of everything that comes with autism and everything that comes with trying to aid someone at different stages of their life with autism. Like I said, it just needs to be more awareness, more compassion, and more resources. I feel like it should be more resources. And I will say Autism Speaks, I thank you guys so much because they actually have a link. I'm just going to mention this real quick. They actually have a link that gives you resources to um, do different online activities. We were able to go to the aquarium, (laughs) go to the zoo, uh, just different things. I think um, museum and different activities. The link is on the Autism Speaks website and we're able to do a lot. That was a new discovery and I enjoy it. (laughs) I like looking at the animals. I like looking at the aquarium and it was fun. And I enjoyed the activities. So check out Autism Speaks. And like I said, you will find a lot of information about autism. You will find a lot of information about the activities. You will find the link on the activities. You will also find where local local agencies are or local activities that you can get involved with and other resources. And you can also, if you don't have a child, a young adult or a teenager or a family member with autism, you can find out how you can lend a helping hand. You can Google locally where you live and see what agencies are there and how you can volunteer and how you can help out. Because believe me, it takes a village and everyone is needed and everyone is welcome. It's good to lend a helping hand. Now, I just want to say this is Mystery Rose. I stumbled over my words. This is Mystery Rose, and I'm bringing you Mystery Rose Vents. And I just want to say to everyone in the community, happy Autism Awareness Month. And on to my next episode, who knows where I'm going to (laughs) go? Who knows where I'm going to go with the next episode? But please keep listening, and I thank you. Always love and blessings. I'm out. Mystery Rose.